Love Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Lead me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Thou preparest me. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio, the second day of February, 2018. It's 8 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States, and we're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let us go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your Word, the Word that you revealed unto us, which is a light unto our feet, a lamp, to our our path, Lord. And we just ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you just anoint this broadcast today for your glory. Lord, let every bit of confusion and doubt leave our minds and our hearts today that we might receive that which you have for us. Lord, you said that your people perish for the lack of knowledge. Help us today to gain that knowledge and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, because all dominion and all power has been given unto him, you, Lord. Lord, you said in heaven and earth and things below the earth, you're the soon coming king. And we'll lift you up today, that all men might be drawn unto you. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray, amen. Going back today to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We spoke yesterday in the beginning, God. We stopped there. And we're not going to go into a lot of what we talked about yesterday, but we talked about the name of God as Elohim. Points to the plurality, points to the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. We see a couple times in the New Testament, where all three showed up at one time, we find when John baptized Jesus that when he came out of the water, the Bible declares, and there was a dove descended and lighted upon Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Son, and there was a voice from heaven saying, for this is my Father, in whom I am well pleased. On the Mount of Transfiguration, we see where God the Father said, Pay attention to my son in whom I am well pleased. So the Godhead, the mighty Godhead, the the essence of all things, the pulse of all things. Uh, we hear a lot of talk today about the force. Well, there are a lot of forces today, but there's only one true force. Every other force will go by the wayside. Heaven and earth shall pass. But the Bible declares that God's word by no means will ever, ever pass away. So our faith is forever in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Son, the Bible declares, was sent to earth. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And John said, I saw him coming with clouds. John, who had walked with him, John called the the beloved disciple. But he saw him in a different light when he as 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 uh, he saw him when he walked with him. This was not this was Jesus, but it wasn't exactly the same Jesus. This was the the Jesus who now is extending his hand of mercy, is extending his hand of grace. But the Bible declares there's coming a day when he will 
be the judge. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. And Jesus said in the next verse, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Let's get that word in our spirit. The Almighty, none above him. You can read the book of Colossians, and you can read of the preeminence of Jesus Christ. You can see in, in Genesis through Revelation the plan of redemption that God had formulated before the foundations of the earth, the Bible declares, that Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. God's holy lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And the Bible declares still in Revelation chapter 1 and I, in verse 12, and I turned and see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man. Listen now. That's, that's one of the, of, of, of the names of Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. For there's one mediator between God and man. The Bible declares the man, Christ Jesus, who took on the form and the fashion of a man, but yet the Bible declares there was no guile found in his mouth. There was no sin in this man's life, making him the perfect sacrifice, making him the perfect instrument by which God's wrath was satisfied. He who know, knew no sin became sin. And the Son of Man clothed with a garment down to his foot and girt about the path with a golden girdle. And his head and his hairs were White like wool, we see the purity factor here. As white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet, listen now, his feet like in fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. His voice is a sound of many waters. And, in, and he had in his right hand, this is chapter 1, verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth, listen, went that sharp two-edged sword, which is the word of God. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. John was, from what I read, the account of the word of God that the only disciple that was there to cross. So he walked with Jesus. He knew Jesus. He was the one who laid his head upon the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper. But yet, this was a different, his countenance was different. This was Jesus Christ, the judge. Make no mistake about it. He's full of mercy and grace. His hand is extended now. But uh, Genesis says that my, my, my spirit will not always strive with man. His, his hand is extended. His invitation is going out now to whosoever will. But there's coming a day when all this will end, when time will be no more, and he will become judge, the righteous judge. You can read in Revelation chapter 5 where he starts to redeem the earth back to himself, where Adam and Eve, I guess, committed high treason, you would call it, and, and uh, gave Satan to be pseudo-leader over this world. And But in, in Revelation chapter 5, we see the taking back. We see the renovation starting to come. I believe it was Peter that said there's coming a restitution of all things. The earth now groans and moans for what's coming, travailing for a better day, a, a, a day when this earth will be will be purged, will be renovated, and sin will no longer rule this planet, and death will no longer rule this planet, and sickness and sorrow, my God, think about it, and pain will, will no longer rule this planet. 
complete change is coming. The Bible even declares that animals that are carnivores now will, will uh, uh, the lamb will lay down beside them. The Bible said the wolf, the lamb will lay down beside the wolf. And they say the lion, but actually the scriptures say wolf. Complete change all brought about by Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here now, the ambassador. The one who Jesus promised as Many say that John, uh, it doesn't say this in the Bible, but I've read commentaries, and but it, it said that, 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 that possibly, conjecture here, that, that possibly that, uh, that John reached down and unloosed the straps of Jesus' sandals. And he said, I'm not worthy to unlatch his sandals, for I baptize in water, but there's coming one after me who shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Think about this this morning. The salvation that was purchased 2,000 years ago that me and you can go about our daily lives with hope. The Bible declares that hope is an anchor of the soul. We, When we see people lose hope, we see people lose the will to live. That's why we must, we must, we must encourage and we must project hope, the hope of the gospel. Because the Bible declares that the enemy is going about seeking whom he can destroy and seeking who he can devour. The Bible tells us to be sober and be vigilant because of this, because of what the enemy, the, the Bible says, beware of the wiles, the weapons, the plans of the devil. And the Bible says, but no weapon formed against us shall prosper, for this is the heritage of the saints of God, provided by what Jesus did at the cross. This is, the Bible declares that we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ because of what he did, because of his sacrifice. So in the beginning, God, we talked about that yesterday, but I want to go on. And in the beginning, God created. God created the heaven and the earth. Intelligent design. <laughs> I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory. And there's men with higher credentials than me that probably argue that point. But I pick up this book and it's simple to me. And, of course, the people would call me simple-minded, which that's probably, you know, that's okay. But in the beginning, God created Created. God created. Who created God? Created the heaven and the earth, or the entirety of the universe, which I've, I've heard and I've read where it's even gone. That's just even expansion now of the universe. That the word he spoke that day is continuing a, a perpetual creation. So in the beginning, the, the Rashif. God, the Elohim, created, the word is bara, the Hebrew word, bara, which means a formative process brought about out of nothing. That God Almighty simply spoke the word and it was. Think about that today. We talked yesterday about some. We didn't cover all of them. You couldn't cover all of them in, in one day or maybe a week. I don't know. The attributes of God. Talked about his sovereignty, his immutability, his omniscience, his omnipresence, his infinite, his just and being just, full of grace and full of love. Make no mistake about it. It was God that created Everything that you see around and about you. And the scriptures point to the fact that it was the second person, God the Son, that was the creator. In Ephesians 3.9, 
Paul wrote, and to make all men see was the fellowship of the mystery who from the beginning of the world have been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Who created all things by Jesus Christ. In the book of John, the Bible declares what? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. That word, that, uh, uh, word in the Greek is logos, which actually points to an individual, points to a person, the living Word. And God sent his Word and he healed us. So in the beginning was the Word. A deity. And the word was with God. Elohim. There again, pointing towards the Trinity. Now, I know there's a lot of, of uh, uh, conjecture on this and a lot of, well, not conjecture, but a lot of arguments. But the Bible clearly teaches Trinity. See, when, when the devil can get Christians... And it's going on right now. I've, you know, I I watch a lot of stuff and I read a lot of stuff, and I've I've never seen such pure hatred in the body of Christ when somebody don't agree with somebody else. You know, you can get your eschatology wrong. You can have your end times all messed up, and you're probably going to be okay. But if you get Jesus Christ wrong. If you're not preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified as the core message, as the emphasis put on him when he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall Jesus Christ be lifted up that all men might be drawn unto him. But you get Jesus wrong. If you if you're if all the messages and all the teaching does not spring out from the Bible calls the vine, he said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. My father is the caretaker, the husbandman. If he is not the center of our preaching, then we're not preaching the gospel. But how many hours and Wasted breath is spent on argumentative talk about eschatology. There's just such, some things we're not going to know. He, he told the disciples, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons, but only the Father knows the times and the seasons, he said in the book of Acts. So in the beginning was the Word, the Logos. Pointing to Jesus Christ. And the Word, the Logos, was with God. The Word was with God. And the Word, the Logos, was God. Was Jesus God? Yes. In the flesh. One mediator between God and man. That's the man, Christ, Jesus. So who's the nucleus? What's the core message? It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is my son, whom I am well pleased. Look to him. John said, behold the Lamb of God. Speaking to the Jewish people, when they heard the word lamb immediately, they went back to Passover, where blood was shed. Talked about, I believe, last week, where this is the first, first of the first month of the year. This is a new beginning. He said, "Gird yourself up, get yourself ready, because after you eat the lamb, you're leaving Egypt." It was blood that brought them out of the land of Egypt, that brought them out of bondage, all the plagues and everything. But this last plague, when God shed blood, Egypt had to give up Israel. 
let my people go. And not with an easy hand, the Bible says, did Pharaoh let God's people go. We know it wasn't an easy process. It got, it got worse before it got better, saints. But yet, God brought about the deliverance that he had even prophesied, I believe, to Abraham. For your people shall be in a strange land for four hundred years. And God raised up this prophet Moses to declare to a type of Satan, let my people go. And it took blood. Okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, the Godhead. Listen, verse 3. John 1, verse 3. Listen, all things were made by him, the Logos, and without him was not anything made that was made. John saw Jesus Christ in the midst in Revelation. John saw this controlling figure, this this one who the Bible declared was crucified from the foundation of the earth. You can't lift him up enough. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's our incoming and our outgoing. Paul said, in him I live and walk and talk and have my being. Without him we are nothing. The song says we can't even walk without him holding our hand. We need him. And when you remove him from the gospel, you have no gospel or you have another gospel. When you focus on everything else except Jesus Christ, you are not preaching him crucified. So empty arguments, in my opinion, need to stop. Once again, pick up your Bible and from Genesis to Revelation, preach Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, him concealed In the New Testament, Jesus Christ revealed. The last word that John spoke in Revelation 22 was, Even come quickly, Lord Jesus. Hmm. The Bible says we must love his appearing. Verse 4 says, And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Listen, doesn't mention many lights, doesn't mention inclusion, doesn't mention dragging everything else beside him and putting him on the same level as some of these gods in this world, some of these pagan religions. But it says, in him, the pronoun, in him, pointing to Jesus Christ, was life, Zoe, the God kind of life, the true life. I am the way, and I am the truth, he said, and I am the life. John 10 said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. For the enemy comes to kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life. You can't get away from that. Hell can't change that. We live in a changeable world, but you can't change this book. You cannot change. The Bible declares you can't take nothing from it and add nothing to it. Clearly states that that possibly, well, you will be cursed. Woe unto the pastors that scatter the sheep. That's why we must set aside our intellect, our um, titles, our sheepskins or our degrees and once again lift him up if any man had a right to brag about his intelligence and his education was Paul Paul said that I was educated I said unto the great rabbi Gamiel and but I I know nothing he says <laughs> he said I counted all but lost he said I know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Do you think we might need a little light in this world? Do you think we might need a little direction in this world? Okay, let's go back. Who 
is the one that projects the light today. The Bible declares it should be, and it will be, uh, the church. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. Not everybody that says to the church or the church. Because he says, I'm having a church without spot and wrinkle. They're, they're going back, and if, if, if the body of people is not preaching Jesus Christ, if they are focusing on a man, on a doctrine, so to speak, on other isms and other schisms, what did Paul say? Some of you say you're Paul. Some say you're of this, you're of that. But I say you need to be of Jesus Christ. Where men take the limelight, and, and, and believe you me, men like it. Men like the limelight. They like pats on the back. Listen, we are prideful creatures. Okay. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Down in, down in verse 14, I want to read, And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. So Jesus spoke. Jesus was the creator. In Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, God at sundry times in a diverse manner, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So God created the heaven and the earth. God has foreknowledge. That's an attribute also. We talked about that yesterday. The foreknowledge of God. He knows the beginning from the ending. The Bible declares that every hair on our head is numbered. Not just numbered per se, but each hair has a number. And he knows when it falls out. Created the heaven and the earth. <clears throat> Word heaven, shamayim the visible arch in which we see where the clouds move. The Bible declares there's three heavens. First heaven, second heaven, third heaven. The earth, he erects the ground, the land, what we see around and about us, which has been formed in fashion many times with I personally think there was two floods. I think it was Lucifer's first flood, and I think there was Noah's flood. Changing the the earth. I believe that in the Garden of Eden was a perfect climate. I believe that from the north to the south, that before the fall, that that there wasn't any harsh weather, so to speak. Because it was perfect. Man was born perfect. Sin did not rule the world then. So Colossians 1.16 says, For by him, talking about Jesus again, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, listen, visible and invisible, listen to what it says, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Created by God or the Godhead, pointing to the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. No Big Bang. No evolution. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 17, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Listen, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness 
and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, through his blood only, even the forgiveness of sins. Who has the power to forgive sins? Not man, God, Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Hmm. For by him, wow, by him, I'll read this again, where all things created, they're in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That pretty well explains it, if you believe the Bible. Now, if you don't believe the Bible, then you've got a problem. If you don't believe, I just picked up the Bible here, that this book is the infallible word of Almighty God, then you might have a problem. If the Bible is not the rule of your life, the roadmap, what you reference to live your life, all other books are good. A lot of books have been written, millions probably of books have been written, but there's only one book that's still the bestseller, and that's the Bible. This is the book in third world countries where where there'll be one Bible amongst so many people, and they'll tear out a page and pass a, a page around, and we in America, we've got all kinds of them, and they lay and gather dust. Prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 12 through 14. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, or created, Barah, with the span, and, 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 and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. How the world is, is balanced, how it's tilted on an axis, how the sun was set just, just far enough away that we're not devoured by it. You understand? This is God. You can't look around and not believe that this was an intelligent design by an almighty God, the eternal, existent God. The prophet asked a question in 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 13, who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, have taught him? In whom took the counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding. Who can possibly put themselves on the level of an almighty God? So the creation just didn't happen. One day something, particles were moving, boom. No. My God, help us. You talk about quicksand. You talk about people who believe that got problems. We've all got problems. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if we don't believe in God, I said yesterday that it used to be billboards. You don't see them anymore. That wise men still seek him. Known as one greater than ourselves. Knowing that Things were not by chance or by coincidence, but what we see was planned and spoken by an almighty God. God asked Job in Job 38, 4, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you, if thou hast understanding. Where were you? When I created. In the beginning, God created the perfect creation, I might add, at that time. Heaven and earth. Nehemiah 9, 6 says, Thou, even thou art Lord alone, thou hast made heaven, the heavens of heavens, with all their host. He's the Lord of hosts, the Bible declares. The earth and all things that therein, the seas and all things that is therein, thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worshipeth thee. You see, you see him being almighty? I just read to you. 
in Revelation when he said that I am the Almighty, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning. I'm going to say that word again, Almighty, above. The Bible declares there's coming a day when all powers and principalities will be put down. Glorious day. All this confusion. Jesus warned there'll be many Christs that'll come. Say, lo, I'm here, lo, lo, I'm there. And he says, go not. Don't be deceived. Don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and him crucified. Isaiah 43 and 7, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. The miracle of birth, the miracle of conception. Jeremiah 10, 12 through 16, he hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world, listen, by his wisdom, his intelligence, and hath stretched out the heavens by his, his discretion, where God created the heaven and the earth. When he uttered his voice, there was a multitude of waters in in the heavens, and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain, bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image, for his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in him or no spirit in him. They are vanity, all these gods today. That people raise up. Oh, they might not be images planted in the town square or in somebody's home, but there's that spirit, that adultery spirit, that that God doesn't take preeminence in people's lives, that priorities in people's lives are not toward God. They are vanity. I want to read that again. There, there's no breath in them, no spirit in them. The Ruach. They are vanity and the work of heirs in the time of their visitation. They shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now that points towards the chosen people of God, which is Israel. Who, by the way, he's never put aside. They're still very prominent. They've got a future. Amos 4.13, For lo, he that formeth the mountains, and create the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. Romans one twenty five, we see a scenario here. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served a creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. We live in a generation that serves themselves. We live in a selfie generation or selfish generation. Hmm. Consider no one but themselves. Just an observation. And that's very prevalent in the church world, too, I might add. 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Colossians 1, 16, I already read that. Revelation 4, 11. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure are they all created. So, And there's many, many more scriptures that points to God being the creator. And the Son of God being the one that spoke it. Created by him, by him, and for him. So once again, as we come to this broadcast, we point to Jesus Christ. Bible declares, I 
said it a thousand times, maybe a thousand one today, that he will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. The scepter shall not depart from the tribe of Judah. Abrupt changes are coming in the future of this planet. This planet, like I said, has been changed a lot of times. Like I said, I personally think there was two floods. I think it was changed during the first flood. Certainly changed the second flood. It's, it's being changed now by volcanoes and earthquakes and weather patterns and all this and all that and fire. You know, but there's coming a supreme or uh, an, an ultimate renovation of this world. This earth's going to stay, heaven and earth. The earth shall remain, the Bible declares. Heaven and this earth shall pass away. But John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down out of heaven, which is new Jerusalem. So this planet is heavy for a purging. We see a lot of that in the book of Revelation during the tribulation, the great tribulation period. But things are not going to remain the way that they are. You know, we've said a lot of times we're temporal beings. We're temporary. We're here for a span of time, and then the Bible declares we're gone. We're like a vapor, and we're gone. This is merely a dressing room, merely a place where we get ready. We pray to God, pray to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that, that God gets the world out of our lives and things out of our lives not pleasing, that we might be purged by the Holy Ghost, that we might be purged by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we might give ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is our reasonable service, because God is in charge. I told you yesterday, the first attribute we talked about was his sovereignty. He does what he wants and when he wants, and how he wants. The word sovereign is supreme ruler above all. When he was crucifying Jesus, they said, we will not have this man to rule over us. Direct rebellion. Many are saying that today. We will not have this man, this Jesus, to rule over us. So they can reject, or you can reject all of your life, but there's coming a day. You can say he doesn't exist. You can say he's just one of many teachers. He was a prophet. He was a good man, but he wasn't the son of God. But the fact remains is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So once again, we come back to the question, do you know this creator? Do you know this Jesus Christ? Do you know this one that hung on a cross that was placed in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, who on the third day was the quickening spirit of Almighty God, resurrected him. And he walked for a period of time and then ascended. And the Bible declares the angel of the Lord said, the same Jesus you see ascending in like manner will descend. Are you looking for his coming? John said, even come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. They say, well, we shouldn't pray that way. Well, John did. John did. He said, come quickly. Are we looking for him? Are we ready for him? We live in a sin-saturated evil world. The Bible declares that we live in a time and age when men will not retain God in their knowledge and he will send them strong delusion. A word quickly in Revelation 22, verse 20, means to come shortly, without delay, soon. Suddenly, readily, lightly, quickly, 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 fast. Bible was in the twinkling of an eye. What would a man give in exchange for his own soul? The only thing that really matters in life is where you're going to spend eternity. 
Uh, we occupy. We, you know, nothing wrong with having dreams. And and uh, and 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 the Bible says we labor, we work, we do what we need to do. We don't live in a cave somewhere. We occupy until He comes. But the bottom line is, is it well with your soul? Is it well with your soul? If you would be called today out of this place. And many have. Just pick up the paper. One thing you never find empty in a newspaper. Now everything's online, but you never find a shortage of deaths. Because it's appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. And when it comes down to that, when you cross over, the only thing that really matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ. The only thing that matters. You see, it's a pretty strong statement. It's a truth. Your family can't keep you here. Your money can't keep you here. Your past relationship, your friends can't keep you here. Your position on a job or in society can't keep you here. A title can't keep you here. That when you cross over, you will stand before an almighty God. Appointed unto man wants to die, then the judgment. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, if you know Jesus Christ. So that transition, are you ready for it? I should say, are we ready for it? I look back and I see the years have just sped by. Time moves and moves and moves. Chronos time. We talked, I think, last week about about Kairos time, an appointed time. But there's an appointed time coming, appointed for every man to die. When I say man, I mean mankind, men and women. And the Bible declares you've got to be drawn by the Spirit. For me, well, I'll, I'll I'll receive him when I get done with this or when I get done with that. And many people haven't lived to come to that point. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And your relationship with Jesus Christ, whether you receive him or whether you reject him, will determine where you spend eternity. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty has raised him from the dead. Now, there's a lot of arguments today, even over how people ask Jesus into their life. But you know, you know what? Just ask him. Just ask him. Repent, the Bible says, of your sin. Tell him you're sorry. Ask him to help you. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again or born from above. This is not a physical birth. This is a spiritual birth where the old man goes away and there's a new man that's regenerated. A metamorphosis takes place, a change. The man that was blind said, I don't know. All I know, I once was blind, but now I see. And he was questioned by the religious people at that particular time, the Pharisees. Song says, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away, because we don't know. We're not guaranteed tonight. We're not guaranteed the next hour. But through Jesus Christ, we're guaranteed eternity. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. Thank God that we had knowledge of him. Thank God he come into our life. Thank God that our hope today is in none other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. That we are redeemed back to man. That we are reconciled back to God. We are redeemed back to God. That we are reconciled back to God through the mediator which is Christ Jesus. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Lord, we've done the best we could today, Lord. Let your words go forth. Touch minds, touch hearts, change lives. 
heal bodies, save, deliver, and set free for your glory and in your name. Oh, God, let there be a stirring in us, Lord. That let there be a drawing. The song is long, draw me, O Lord, and I'll come running after you. Draw us by your spirit and by your power. What you said in your word, without holiness, no man shall see God. We know we're not holy, but the holiness of Jesus Christ. As Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train, filled the temple. Isaiah knew that there was no way he could possibly in himself be cleansed and be reconciled to that holy God. A thrice holy God. Holy, holy, holy. And we thank you today, Lord, that Jesus Christ was the mediator. Jesus Christ, Lord, he satisfied the wrath that was due to us. Lord, he who sinned, who never sinned, who knew no sin, became sin. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that Lord, we get that revelation of you today, that we hang on to you, Lord, until, until eternity, that we never lose sight of who you are what you are, even in the dark days, even when tribulation and trials and temptations come our way and our minds sometimes become confused. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would go forth in a mighty way, heal, save, and deliver. By your stripes, we're healed. You chastised for our peace of mind. And we believe you today. We lift you up, Jesus, that all men might be drawn unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon.